This is episode 139 and I'm talking to the amazing Juliana all about managing different content channels and how content can create connection. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, featured writer, and storyteller in the Best Holistic Life magazine and founder of Content Queen. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content, and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I'll deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I'll also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actual steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. How are we all? Hope you're having the most amazing week. The sun is shining right now. And as this podcast comes out through the joys of automation, I will be on a boat in the Great Barrier Reef, living the dream with no reception. So another amazing reminder of why you should get organized, get your content out there so you can schedule it, have it go out with ease and you can enjoy things like that. So I'm very excited. Uh, Let's see how we go with some time off (laughs) my phone. Um, But yeah, super, super excited. And one thing I wanted to quickly mention before we go into this uh, episode, because what really comes from me being able to schedule things, to um, get things out there and be consistent is one, an amazing team, but also just having a plan of what I'm creating, when I'm creating, and you know the, the tools that are there to help with execution. And to have a content marketing strategy goes through three processes, research, strategy, and process, right? So three stages, I guess, uh, which I will do a podcast episode on in September. Uh, But essentially, yeah, that's what it looks like is having the research, the process, uh, the strategy and the process. And the process is what allows you to schedule and get things out. So that's what I wanted to talk about. But what aligns with that is strategy, right? So that is why I've created this new workshop. It's called the DIY Content strategy workshop. It's for free. I'm loving doing workshops. It's just bringing me so much joy. So uh, yes, this workshop is all about helping you use, if you have downloaded it before, my content strategy template will be formalized into how to actually use that to create your own strategy. Now, if you've never heard of the template and you have no idea what I'm talking about, that is fine because that will be what you're given as a resource. And then you will, you know, from there, utilize that to create your strategy. So that is the workshop. Very, very excited about it. Uh, So join for free. The link is in the show notes and absolutely cannot wait to see you there. It is September 6th. I've got two time slots. It's a uh, 75 minute session. So it's two time slots to cater for UK and US and obviously Australia to not be too early, not too late. Uh, So there is a 9am session and there is a 6pm session. So join, check those out. Absolutely cannot wait to facilitate this workshop and help you with a strategy. So what this episode today is all about is the amazing Juliana who reached out to me on Facebook. Now the power of having a content channel, right? Uh, And she was looking to chitty chat about generating content ideas and, you know, her experience with, you know, just creating content online. And through the conversation we had, came so much more than what I expected uh, for all the amazing reasons. Because originally we were talking about balancing different channels and coming up with content ideas. But what came from this was just the power of actually what content can have on an online community for yourself and the people listening, consuming, engaging with your content. And it got me reflecting on my own story with creating content and building connection, right? If I never showed up on social media, if I never had a podcast, if I never had any of the channels, I wouldn't have met some of you amazing people that I've met on this channel. And also I wouldn't have met people that have become my coaches, my mentors, and also one of them, my housemate. So the amazing Leanne who I've had on the podcast before, um, we connected through Instagram, through me showing up, creating content. She actually found me on a podcast. Yes, content. We connected, 
we absolutely were so soul aligned. We got WhatsApping, talking online. And then when I wanted to move to Sydney, she was like, move in with me. Actually, she convinced me to move into Sydney, move to Sydney. So, you know, that's just like insane how this just all aligns. Um, so it's just amazing the power of community and content and how like creating on a space can just create so much connection. So if you are listening and you're like, oh, content creation for my business is just like not a jam. I don't love it. Um, or I don't know how to make it easier for myself. Just remember that like you get to create on these spaces and open yourself up to a whole new community, which is just goes beyond even having a business, right? It goes beyond like even creating income for your life. It is just like, there's just so much power in that. So that's what I wanted to quickly mention. And when Juliana and I connected and had this conversation, it just really came through in the episode, just how she's been able to create so many amazing connections. So that's what we're going to chat about today. So let me introduce Juliana. Juliana is a podcaster, runner, Harry Potter nerd. She's a Hufflepuff, demisexual, dietitian, and dog mum. Juliana lives on Cape Cod in Massachusetts with her pity Myrtle. Her two podcasts, Puffcast, Your Harry Potter Happy Place, and Into the Fold, a Grishaverse podcast, are independently produced by herself and her two best friends, Mel and Jeff. By day, she works as a dietitian for the VA. When she's not walking her dog, podcasting, or talking Harry Potter, she can be found running. She has ran two Boston marathons and will be running the Chicago Marathon in fall of 2022. She also has a chronic illness known as alkalizing spondylosis or spotty and is currently on a journey to finding her best treatment to combat her condition. There is so many elements to Juliana which shine through in this episode and I let's just hear from her and all about her journey being a podcaster, a full-time worker, side hustler and all the things. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Can you please tell everyone a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely excited and I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about just based off of the conversations that we've already had for like 20 minutes already. So this is going to be fun. Um, And listeners, hello to you. Uh, My name is Juliana. I am a registered dietitian by day podcaster by evening slash night slash weekend slash whenever anyone wants to really have me on pretty much and I'm not working and also I like to run quite a bit but I think the main reason I'm here is because I am definitely a big part of the Harry Potter fandom community and also the content creating community in regards to like Harry Potter stuff and podcasting stuff and having multiple different podcasts and social media outlets that I work with not professionally but still yeah, amazing. We we just had massive conversation about Harry Potter. And it's funny, yeah. Harry Potter is always an analogy I use when I'm like talking about, okay, if you are creating, if you have your own business and you want to make mm. it a little bit different, maybe you love Harry Potter, maybe you add a Harry Potter into your content. And I don't know why. That's I too funny. <laughs> always, I think I remember a woman who was a content marketer and she loved Harry Potter. So all of her content kind of like revolved around it and it was, it was brilliant. Loved it. And I know another woman that does it to the sound of music, which is quite clever. Anyway, Ooh. side tangent. I Love want to it. talk more about you and your origin story. So the reason why you started your podcast and creating content, like what is your story and, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So I've always really loved having some kind of like performance element in like what I do. And after I got to college, I really didn't have that outlet. And I guess there was just come some little part of me that was like, Juliana, you like, we have to have some kind of performative element in our life, or we're just going to go just, there's a loss that's happening here. And I pretty much went through college. I graduated, I became a dietitian. I was living uh, in Richmond, Virginia, which for anyone who's not in the United States, it's kind of the Eastern middle part of the United States. It's where a lot of the original colonization kind of happened and stuff there too. So there were bad things that happened there too, but that is beside the point tangents. So, so I moved down there, I came back and I was pretty depressed and I found my therapist who is still my therapist now, Anne. shout out to Anne. We love to shout out Anne. Yeah. Uh, And (laughs) 
So Anne was trying to help me like think of ways that I could feel less depressed and less alone because the two main themes in my life are Juliana doesn't want to be alone. She doesn't want to be feel trapped, mostly emotionally. So she was helping brainstorm that. She's like, what about podcasts? And so I went to the podcasting app and I had never listened to a podcast once before in my life. I had no idea what this was. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm going to try it. And said it was a good idea. And I get to the search button. And I'm like, what do I like? And so I put in Harry Potter because I've, I'm one of those original Harry Potter fans. I was like nine years old when the first book came out. I literally graduated high school when the last movie came out. I grew up with these books. Mm -hmm. I was the same age as Harry pretty much the entire time. And I was in that very active swath of fandom that was just like, if you weren't into Harry Potter, you were uncool. That's Mm -hmm. my experience growing up. Everyone read Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, Harry Potter. And so I kind of got into podcasting through that. I listened to some of like the classics, like MuggleCast, Potterless, um, things like, like that. And I was listening and I was like really actively participating with the conversations, even though they can't hear you. (laughs) They can't, you can scream at them and they don't do it. They can't hear you. And I decided, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I could like be part of this because through listening to podcasts, I had found almost like a little family and I had felt less alone. And so my kind of mission has been since that moment is to kind of give back to other people, what podcasting gave to me, which is that sense and that feeling of community Mm. and not being alone. And that's kind of where I've started. I dipped my toes into being a podcaster, guesting on other people's shows. I had a pretty tumultuous run uh, because of the other host that was there on another podcast where I ended up managing the whole entire thing. And then that kind of led me to where I am now, where I have two of my own podcasts that I host and also other podcasts that I'll do like guest spots on or uh, just talk about things and make things be be guests on podcasts like this, which is absolutely fabulous. But yeah, I have now, I think about like four years of podcast hosting and producing under my belt because the two podcasts that I do run, which are Puffcast, your Harry Potter happy place and Into the Fold, which is a Grishaverse podcast, which if you have seen the Netflix show Shadow and Bone, um, it is the book series that 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 show is booked up based off of. Very fabulous book series, a very like feminist, pro-choice, wonderful author Mm -hmm. who is behind that. We love Lee Bardugo. She is our queen. Uh, So uh, those are the two podcasts that I currently produce and host right now. But yeah, it's been about like Puffcast is about two years old, but like about two years prior to that, I was having other podcasting hosts and production experience too. So if that made any sense, love it. that's kind of where we stand right now. I love it. And I think a lot of people are probably listening and resonating with your story of how you found podcasts. Cause same, I felt yeah. like I needed something and I found a podcast and it, I want, I was like, I want to start a podcast. That's what I want to yeah. do. Before I had a business, I started my own podcast and it was such a cool way to meet people, connect. Yeah. Like you and I wouldn't have connected if mm-hmm. we didn't have podcasts. It was just such a, like hear people's stories, share my own story. It gave me purpose because I was the same. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was working my nine to five and I just needed an outlet where I could be creative and people listening. A lot of them are creating content because they have a business, but they're like, I have my partner who wants to start about 4 million different podcasts because he has so many ideas. You don't always have to start a podcast for your business. It can be for a purpose of enjoyment, building a community. And I love that you've been able to build a community because also in whether it's business, whether whatever it is, having that community around us in personal life, business life is just so important because it just makes you feel connected to people. And, and that's what we've learned in the last two years that like during lockdowns and I mean, Australia was like the most locked down country in the world. We just mm-hmm. like, we need connection. So now everyone is searching for that. And what a beautiful way to do it. You know, sharing your yeah. knowledge, chitty chatting, like talking shit, whatever you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. talking about things you're passionate about. is just awesome. I love that. I think so many people can resonate. A pod- I'm sure everyone listening, well, they're obviously listening to your podcast, so they love them. Uh, there's been a podcast that's changed their life. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. absolutely positive. I listened to one oh, yeah. the other day and I'm like, oh, 
this is game changer. I need to implement this. Or like, mm-hmm. this is just like, it's just, it's amazing. And I love that you found, you know, a passion in different podcasts too, which is juggling different channels, which can be yeah. challenging. And that's what I really want to dive into today is juggling many content channels. You know, not only do you have podcasts, mm-hmm. but you also have social media and there's all things yes. that you do whilst navigating a nine to five day job. And whilst traveling, you've just gotten back from recent mm-hmm. travels. So can you tell everyone uh, about all the content that you sort of created and 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 how you, I guess, manage all this process? How do you juggle all of these different channels? Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't realize how much having a podcast is actually not posting the podcast. There's a lot of things and so many elements to having any kind of presence of the podcast. Yes, you can go on your phone, record your voice for like half an hour and just like upload it to a server. You can do that. That's like Mm -hmm. the most very like bare bones, minimum, absolutely nothing version of a podcast. But if you're going to do a podcast the way that me and my co-host hold our standard self to self standards to that may or may not have made sense. Oh, well, whatever. But you're going to have a lot of other things that are going to come into play that people just don't realize are part of having a podcast. So yeah, you set up a time to record. Maybe you have to book in guests too. getting guests in, as you know, that can be a tumultuous process because you have multiple time zones that you're working with. You have multiple personalities. Sometimes you have multiple people. I know the most people we've had on Puffcast has been four at a time. So there was me, my host, wow. my co-host Mel, and then we had four other people. Luckily, <laughs> they're part of a really close-knit friend group. And the dynamic was like absolutely okay, fabulous. <laughs> and they were really Stressful. bouncing off each other. Yeah, it was um, the cast of Puffs the play. Oh, uh, if, yeah, if you've seen that, if you haven't and you're a Harry Potter fan, what are you doing with your life? Go watch it right now. It's worth the $15 on Amazon to own it. My, my ranking of the Harry Potter fandom is Harry Potter books, Puffs the play, Harry Potter movies. It's 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 wow. fab, beyond fabulous but there we used to working together and doing improv together so those four people were like on top of it they had their dynamic was good but you can also easily just as get four or five people who don't know how to do that and it can be or just one person we've had guests on who are like one person and you think like you have one image of how it's going to go in your head and it's just a wild mm-hmm. ride to be had so managing personalities managing people's agents. Sometimes if you have like a higher tier person or someone who has a scheduler, you have to deal with that too. And then also once you're recorded and you're finished, like the editing process. So you have to have, if you're going to improve the audio quality, editing, editing the Mm -hmm. audio quality, editing in your introduction that you're going to make for this, editing in the outro that you're going to make for this, editing any music, any like sound effects, any transitions, all the, it, that can take a long time. Editing. I hate editing. I'm very lucky. I have two co-hosts and best friends who are very good at editing and like editing. I hate it. Amazing. I absolutely, my ADHD does not put me in a good spot to edit. I'm like, yeah, I get through it. I'm like, screw it. And I'm just like, oh, that came out really bad. So <laughs> they do the editing, but then you also, so you have it, you're editing, you uploaded it, social media. Then you get there and you're like, oh God, what's, what platforms do I need to be on? Who is my audience? Who's going to respond? I know for both my podcasts, my audience is go figure people in my age range. And those people prefer Instagram and they prefer TikTok. Those are the Mm -hmm. kind of places where people like my age hang out in like the 20 to like 40 year old bracket kind of no one's really that much on Facebook. No one's really that much on Twitter, unless you're looking for like political things on Twitter. So finding your audience, where do they hang out? And then also having to create all this content that goes with your podcast. Like you mentioned, like making reels, making posts, tagging Mm -hmm. people. And then you get the people who you're like, yeah, this would be a great collaboration because they're going to share it on their social medias. And then what do they do? Nothing absolutely not a thing they don't bother sharing it you're like you have such a big audience all you had to do was act, accept the except. collaboration <laughs> and you did it and I mean but then you get these the the best thing is when you get like the smaller creators or the smaller the smaller guests just because they just don't have as big of a social media following but they're just as big in heart yes. and they they promote the living crapola out of your episode and it's just the sweetest thing in the entire world and it's the best. 
Yeah. Those are the moments that really just make your heart kind of sing a little bit with the guests that you have on and, and when you can have like really nice conversations with people or one of the best, my favorite thing to do well, to receive as a podcaster is those emails or letters that you get from people where they're saying, Hey, like you've really changed my life. Like, thank you so much for the content that you're putting out there. Like you've really made my day better from what you have done. And, and in reality, that's my goal with podcasting is if I can improve one person's life today, I've done my job. Like that's Mm. it. That's why I'm here. So, Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, there's so much impact that can be had from sharing and, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing people into a space where you can have conversation and share ideas and thoughts and like, and and I think the most amazing thing about podcast, because it is so audio, it's sort of like one sense, like, you know, you're listening Mm -hmm. and you maybe you're visualizing what those people look like. I always do that. And then when I see the person, I was like, not what I expected. That's not what okay. I so that is my voice. that is my favorite thing to ask people. If we have people on who are guests, and because me and my co-host, we always do like the the video component too. Yeah, I like to ask people after we're done recording with them, or like even before, like what they thought I looked like before they saw my face, and I love it. I got someone told me I was like a thin, tall blonde, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. And the funniest thing is with especially with me going and meeting my best friend for the first time in person in Finland this past week is the reaction we've gotten from people has been like, wow, Mel makes you look really short because I, I'm a runner and like, I constantly am wearing running shorts. Like you can't make me not wear running shorts. I always am wearing them. So my legs are always out and about. Yeah. So to some people, I guess I look taller in pictures yeah. and Mel and I have never taken a picture together before this. And she is a significant, like three inches taller than me. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, wow, she looks so tall. I'm like, yeah, she actually is taller than me. I just love to wear a pair of shorts. Sure. So the legs are always out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love this. Um, you mentioned earlier, so let's quickly touch on that. You'd never mm. met your co-host until yeah. recently. And yeah. so tell us about that. How, how did you get into starting that podcast with your co-host that you've never, you'd obviously met connected yeah. online. And obviously this is the perfect like time to be able to connect with people. And yeah. you know, it happens to me all the time. Like I have, I'm actually moved in, agreed to move in with a woman in a different city mm-hmm. before I'd even met her. Cause we met on Instagram. So that's it's yeah. just another amazing story. So tell us about, yeah, the co-hosting with someone you met online and how that came about. Yeah. So. I was part of that tumultuous podcast that kind of went down the tube. And I was also at that time, part of a smaller group of Harry Potter friends um, that I just had chatted with casually online. And we had done like a few like zoom meetups together, nothing too, too crazy at that point. And I had come back to that group after this, I, I had ended my time with this other not so great podcast and had been like, I know I want to do another podcast, but I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. So stay tuned, friends. And my then just casual friend and now best friend Mel was like, hey, what if we do a, a Hufflepuff podcast? Like there's not one out there that's specifically for the Hufflepuff house. Why don't we do it? And me with my ADHD hyper-focused and like literally like three hours later, we had like 20 docs. We had everything. We had all the social medias lined up. We had picked the name. We had done it. Everything you could think of, we had done. Amazing. It was It was good. And so we were like, okay, we're going to record the first episode. And so when we started, her and I were just like pretty much like casual friends. Little did we know that her and I have the what we call the butt magnet connection, uh, which means that I can pretty much tell exactly how she's feeling based off of how I'm feeling at any yeah. given point in time. And it's okay. almost it's, it gets creepy sometimes. Like it really, <laughs> it's not OK. Sometimes it's just not cool. Sometimes I'm like, take your feelings back. I don't want them leave. I won't want these negative feelings. All of a sudden, I'll just feel like sad. And I'm like, Mel stop no 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 <laughs> take them back and I will count uh, I'll console you but I don't want them I don't I don't want to feel sad now too crazy I love that but yeah so we kind of have built our friendship around the fact that we have a lot more in common than we realized and also our love for doing this podcast and our love for the Harry Potter community because the one thing that really shines out of Puffcast is just how genuinely Mel and I love being part of and showing Mm -hmm. love for the Harry Potter community. And I know that like my life has significantly changed for the hugely positive. 
by being part of this podcast and hosting this podcast, just because the people we've gotten to meet and the connections I've been able to make have really expanded my world just Mm -hmm. so much. So like, I just went to Finland and all the people that I met when I was in Finland are people I met through PuffCast, like Mel, and then some of our other friends and someone we had known for a while through the internet, we met up with in London. And I went to the Universal Studios in Florida for the first time. Uh, I had been to Disney World before, but not the not the Universal Park mm-hmm. with all the Wizarding World stuff. Um, and I had a five day vacation there. I spent six days, no six days. I spent only one day, and it was on purpose because I blasted through Magic Kingdom. Like I we did like twenty Magic Kingdom rides in one day. That <laughs> it's not feasible for anyone to do. I don't recommend it. Um, so. Purposely, I was on my own that day. But the other days, I had all these people that I had met mm-hmm. online, and I had like just the pick of the lot. I had so many people that I just like bounced around to groups with, hung out with. And it was all just because I had made these connections with this really awesome community mm. through Harry Potter. And like, I'm going to Chicago in the fall. I have like five or six people from the Harry Potter community who are like, you need to make time for me to meet up with you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that sounds great. But these are people that like, I never would have met otherwise. And it just shows you how one, how wonderful that community is. And two, how you can really expand your world through podcasting and connections that you make. And it's just out there for the taking in a lot of parts. It's just, it's there. And all you got to do is be like a nice person and be willing to put yourself out there and through the podcast that's what I've done and it's really I mean I know people have gotten stuff back from like me being a host and like creating this podcast but the amount that I've gotten back cannot even begin to touch the amount that I've given like in Mm. any capacity yeah yeah. that's amazing and I love yeah it's just sort of goes to show you know when we when we create online and we have access to this Mm -hmm. space what it can create for us like even you know I have an example of me showing up on Instagram and connecting with the woman I end up living with you know so it's just like when you share online it's amazing what can come from that and I think a lot of um people that are listening and maybe need to create content for their business look at it from like I have to do this because I need to Mm -hmm. it's like no you get to do this because you get to access all of these people you get to share your passion you get to meet up like meet people meet them in the flesh meet them online build connections I just had a call yesterday with a woman that we just met online she's like do you want to jump on a call we're going to do a podcast together we're going to go live and we have such a nice community that could connect Mm -hmm. together and it's just like you can bring it's just amazing when you show up for your audience and you show up for a group of people like how much you can get back from that so I absolutely love that I think it's so cool to hear your story around that because a lot of us look at content like oh I have to show up. And I'm sure there's some days where you're like, oh, I've got to create a podcast this week. I'm kind of feeling a little bit uninspired. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, when you do show up, there's just so much reward from that. It sort of outweighs the time and energy that you have to put into creating because you get to share your passion and people get to enjoy that. So I think that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, So I guess, yeah, how I just want to talk about, I guess, how you you know set your routine and systems mm-hmm. in place to ensure you're consistent as well because you've got two podcasts you've yeah. obviously got the social media element as well and a full-time mm-hmm. job so like yeah. how do you stay consistent and navigate like do you have a routine do you have tools that help you like how how does that work obviously doing a podcast with someone creates a little bit more space and accountability and maybe people that are mm-hmm. listening that are like I want to start something, but I don't know if I can do it on my own. Maybe starting it with someone else could work really well as well. But yeah, take me through how you navigate it all. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. I think the first thing to, to touch on is like, make sure you're passionate about what you're doing because then you're going to want to do it. Having that want to do it is really, I think the most important thing going into this. Like if you want to be part of the community that you're giving back to or participating in or whatever, that's going to shine and that's going to show. And it's also going to make you actually want to do the stuff. So first, like what you're doing. That's probably the first thing. Uh, Secondly, with attempting to start a podcast, I would say that if you don't know how to do something, either one, find someone who does like 
I know other people who have taught me a lot of other things, like actually one of the podcasts I mentioned, MuggleCast, which is one of like the really big Harry Potter podcasts, mm-hmm. through just putting myself out there, I've actually become friends with one of the hosts on there. And he's actually taught me a lot of things. And he's one of the people I'm going to meet up again with when I go to Chicago, because he actually came out here and visited me. And now I'm going to go see him when I go to Chicago. But finding someone who can answer your questions for you, if you're like, and just is very nice and willing to help you out is a good idea. Or finding a friend who is also in with you and is like, hey, yeah, I would definitely do that. Like my friend Mel, who's like, yeah, I'll edit. And I'm like, cool, I'll do the productions and the Mm. connections because I love making connections with people and reaching out and just asking people if they want to be on the podcast, which she hates doing. And I hate editing. So we just finding someone who may or may not do the parts of the the content creation that you don't like, but they also, but they like. So Mm. that might just be like an asking around thing. That being said, you might not want to just, you it might not be the first person you ask who ends up being the perfect co-host or the perfect collaborator with you. Um, I know that for podcasts, we've gone through a lot of social media people and just kind of landed on the fact that Mel and I are just going to do the social media because sometimes it's actually more work to delegate out tasks than it is to just do them yourself. And you kind of just have to figure out, okay, this is what I can do on my own. This is the list of tasks I have. Mm -hmm. This is what I can do on my own. This is what I would like help with. Do I have anyone that one, I can pay to do this? Because if you have the money, you can probably find someone to do it. So if you have like a corporate podcast where you have funds already behind you, by God, go find someone to to, to edit for you. Like go use that money. I don't like as an independent podcast, we don't have like the money component behind us. Really? We do have a Patreon, which is something I'll touch on in a little bit, probably but it's not generating like thousands of dollars in funds. Like it's very minimal. It's like paying for like, just like basic baseline fees pretty much. And anything else that happens, either we would have to pay out of our pockets or just do ourselves. So you kind of have to figure out what your resources are. And then also if you're choosing to do a, have a co-host who's a friend, does your dynamic actually work out so that one, you have a good dynamic while you're talking on the podcast because people can tell they can tell mm-hmm. if you're forcing it and it doesn't sound okay. And like one of the good things with me and my best friend is that people, when they listen to our podcast, they're like, yeah, I feel like I'm sitting with two of my best friends and people have seen two through like our interactions. And like, I, I know from the week and a half, I just experienced and the two and a half years prior to that, like Mel and I are best friends. Mm-hmm. Like there's no if, ands or buts about it. And it really shows through how we talk to each other and the vibe of the podcast. So finding someone who also puts out the same vibe that you're looking for. If you're looking to argue with someone, find someone you want to argue with. If you're looking to have like a a yelling fight, find that. If you're looking to talk about like, like they do on like the NPR shows about like baking in a hush tone, (laughs) then find someone who's looking for that vibe too. So it doesn't necessarily mean like find your best friend and make them your co-host, but find someone who's matching the vibe of the podcast Mm. that you're looking to put out per se. Mm. And also once you find someone who matches that vibe, you also have to find if that person's going to work with you too, you also have to be able to work together in like a work environment kind of too, because having a podcast is even if it's unpaid, a business in itself. Mm -hmm. Because you are like deciding on schedules, deciding on like who's going to do what, delegating tasks, holding yourself to deadlines, things like that. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not just all fun and games. It is also a policy and procedure and everything like that. And sometimes like you might have to have like legal things involved. Sometimes like you're, you're buying content to be utilized on the podcast, um, Mm. or you're having guests on that make you sign NDAs. I know we just had some of the people who were on the Harry Potter tournament of champions show on that was, um, I think it was on HBO, but we had them on prior to the last episode coming out. So they, we actually had to have someone from the Warner brothers team, like as a black, like just listening in person on the podcast while we recorded. So they wouldn't say anything. And we had to sign some paperwork too just to make sure that we were fine and we didn't cross any over any NDAs that they had signed. 
So there's also those elements as well, too. And you have to find someone who is willing to respect the process and also kind of follow some Mm. kind of process per se. Yeah. Uh, But I would say that's probably your first, your first thing is to decide, do am I going to do this alone? Do I need help? What do I need help with? Who can help me? Is this a good relationship for helping? Blah, 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 yes. blah, blah, blah. I feel like I talked for a long time. No, it's good. It's very helpful. And do you, yes, to so to stay consistent when you hold deadlines, is there like a task management that you use or mm-hmm. how do you kind of like get the podcast, you know, and all those tasks, how do you then get them actioned and, and out there? Yeah. So I, I kind of follow like a very like, like basic way of just writing it in my calendar. Mm. So if I have a task that Simple I need to back. achieve, yeah, I just have, I have my calendar. I write it in my calendar. I write the days that we're and times we're going to be recording. Uh, also on our planning docs, we also make sure that we have the time and dates and everything specified across the board. So that way mm. we have a guest. There's no question to them as to when we're going to be recording. And we just kind of set our own policy and procedures. And that's kind of where you're going to have to figure out what works for you best, because you definitely could use, um, a more sophisticated scheduling thing than just like a paper calendar. Um, or you could just do the paper calendar method too. Um, mm-hmm. You can also utilize a lot of services. I will say that kind of finding ways to make things easier for yourself is nice. And there are a lot of like small things that you can do. I would say that make creating content in regards to your podcast and also following a schedule a little bit easier. Um, one thing you could do is definitely schedule using whatever hosting platform you're using. You could pre-record episodes. So if you know that you're going to be gone for a while, you can pre-record them and schedule them to come out mm. at certain times. Uh, a lot of websites also let you do that. Like if you have a Patreon, you can pre-schedule a ton of things into Patreon, like way in advance. Um, you can also like pre-schedule social media posts by using an app like Buffer, which mm. I definitely have used, which is really helpful. Um, even on the free version, they'll let you schedule out to 10 posts in advance. So if you want to do like, say a campaign for this podcast and you have 10 posts that you want to put out, you can do them all at once, schedule the exact time and date that you want them to come out and just have them all, everything just ready to go at the set deadline of whenever you've decided you want the episode to come out. So Mm. say like next week, I want this episode to come out and I want to do 10 social media posts around it. I prep everything. I get everything by that date. I have all the episode recorded, edited, scheduled is out. And then I also in buffer have all my social media posts scheduled and out because buffer will also let you connect like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook all at the same time and post to all the social media. So it's just one of those little tools that if you're not using it, you should be because it's one free and two can just save you so many small other little stupid steps yes. that you don't really actually need to take if you use that, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, I will say one of my other favorites is Headliner, which is an app yes, that's out it's there. Good. Yeah. And that's nice too, because uh, I found that there are certain populations of people for some reason, and this is not me, and this is just my personal preference, listen to podcasts on YouTube like not the like video recorded part of it, but they'll just watch like mm-hmm. a blank, they'll listen to like a blank screen on YouTube as opposed to pulling up a pop, a podcast platform. Interesting. And yeah. And so headliner will actually, if you program it, will upload your podcast with like your logo and everything, just like a picture of a logo to YouTube for you. So you can hmm. get like at least a couple more listeners, a couple more uh, viewers, I guess of your podcast just from setting up an automation is what they yeah. call it. So yeah. And, and, you can also and set repurposing. Up yeah. And repurposing yeah. exactly using the same content over and over again, because a lot of the times I feel like the people who are super attentive to you on one platform, aren't super attentive to you on another platform. Mm-hmm. So they are following you on Facebook, but they don't follow you on Instagram and that's okay because you're going to post the same content across the board to all all three or four or five platforms that you're utilizing mm-hmm. and they'll get it somehow. And hopefully to them, it won't feel super repetitive, but I mean, even if it does, maybe it drives home touch a points. Point. Yeah. yeah. And you they're need to like get touch points. <laughs> yeah. They saw it one place and then they see it a second place. And then they finally decide, Oh yeah, that actually sounds interesting. Or if they saw it on Facebook earlier in the day and they're like, I should listen to that. And then they forgot 
Mm -hmm. They see it later in the day on Instagram. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I was going to go and listen to this podcast. I should go listen to it. Yeah. It's a good reminder, isn't it? So how do you think of all the ideas for your episodes? (laughs) Because you've got two podcasts, social medias. How do you think of the ideas? Is it like, because you've built up an audience, it's like a co-creation type thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you never run out of ideas? Well, first off, me and Mel have an unlimited number of ideas about what we'd like to talk about with Harry Potter. Plus, we definitely have some like really awesome guests that we're like Mm. looking to have on. And there's always... We're, we're, we're a podcast where we understand that there are a lot of like really big Harry Potter actors. You have like Daniel Radcliffe, you have Emma Watson, you have Rupert Grant, you have like all the people who were really big and like obviously JKR, who is a trash fire human who we do not want to associate. She is separate from the fandom. Thank you very much. She's transphobic and awful. We don't like her. We don't want her on the podcast, but there are so many other people who are just smaller in the Harry Potter community who like one woman we just had on Jody Robinson, who I'm sure you have no idea who this woman is. No clue. She is the author of all of the companion books that go with the Harry Potter movie. So any companion book that's out there, she's probably written and she's written mm. thousands, probably hundreds of these books. And she has had so many interviews with the cast, so many interviews with the people who make, cause she's writing books specifically about these movies. So she gets to go interview all these people and has had seen so many behind the scenes things and has such a depth of knowledge and like personal relationships with a lot of these other like really big people who if you get on the pod they have like this generic like speech that they probably tell everyone and it's so boring but she is like extremely passionate about harry potter as well too like so having someone who's one extremely passionate two has the most amazing stories and three is just like a fabulous human being and just just kind that's what we are really looking for like i mean we also had this guy um john campling on who is the death eater in the seventh movie who stops the train he's like he puts his (laughs) arm and he is just he he's he's wonderful he told us the coolest stories about working behind the scenes about getting stuck in a rubber suit on accident and there's so much more fun and interesting and there's just such Harry Potter is such a big world. There's such a, a breadth of knowledge, but I think I think the thing that like people listening here, they're like, "Oh wow, Juliana loves Harry Potter." That's great. <laughs> I don't care. Like I don't like Harry Potter. I think this comes back to thing like you have to find out what you're passionate about. Like, yeah. I am genuinely, I I love the Harry Potter books. Don't get me wrong, I love the books, but for me, it's the community of people that exist and create the Harry Potter fandom that I am genuinely like extremely passionate about. Like Mm -hmm. I want to meet all these people. Like I genuinely have so many people I'd love to talk to me and my best and me and Mel, like when the secrets of Dumbledore movie, which is the last fantastic movie that just came out. Yeah. (laughs) We, we sat and we broke down the trailer for three hours. That's a two minute trailer. That's not okay. Something's (laughs) wrong with us. Uh, It's Like we, we are so like, we can find information and content anywhere because both of us are just so passionate about Mm. the community and talking with people because we broke down that trailer. So that way other people would also write into us and give us their hot takes and give us that conversation. And they did. And it was great. We got so many emails being like, Hey, you said this, but I was thinking this blah, 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 blah. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that interaction and that connection to the thing that we're passionate about, which is the fandom. So I would say, if you're looking to create content, find something you can't shut up about. Like mm. find, cause that's what a podcast is. A podcast is your voice. It's being projected to the world. You need to find something that is so wonderful. And you feel so passionate about that. Given the chance you would talk for 20 million hours about without stopping or taking a breath or a bathroom break. If this is what your podcast is about, then you're never going to run out of ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way to do it. And that's what I would recommend. Um, and I will say that that's kind of how I run podcast, my Harry Potter podcast, but then into the fold uh, is more of a traditional with a books club style podcast. So we're reading the book chapter by chapter, which is another format you could follow could be maybe breaking down a piece of content, be it like a show. There are a lot of rewatch shows out there who people watch this sh- or reaction shows. Like I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So I have some uh, RuPaul's Drag Race podcasts that I listen to where they 
yeah. come out like a couple days after the last episode of the show came out and you'll get to hear these professionals reactions to what happened on drag race. And you could do like a reactionary podcast. You could do a rewatch podcast. You could do a read through podcast, which is what we're doing. So we read a chapter of the book and we discuss it and we encourage other people to also write into us so we can include their comments in the discussion. So finding something that kind of has like appears in like a sequel, yeah. uh, sequential order, and you just reacting to that as you go along. That's also a format that you could follow. Um, it really just depends on kind of what, what you're looking for yeah from your audience and, and i'm sure you get to. you get messages from your audience that helps you create like asking questions yeah. or things like oh we can start you know and i'm sure there's community groups and things that you call mm-hmm. on to help you structure episodes i think it's so true what you say about being really passionate you'll never really run out of ideas because also yeah. i'm sure there's things you've gone back on things that you talked about two years ago that have now mm-hmm. developed and and then also another oh, point that we you love made talking about wands <laughs> that's a, it's a running episodes. theme Part no, it's two, a problem. Part three, part oh, it's, it's it's turned into an it, like a legitimate issue. Like we are think we're like we have to bring on other people who aren't wand makers. Love it. This and is also, becoming a problem. <laughs> having guests, guests help you come up with content ideas, right? Like because they have yeah. an expertise and a knowledge, and like I'd really like to talk about this, or we'd want to talk about that. So I think there's so many mm-hmm. ways, and even if, if people don't have a podcast and just looking blogging, video series, social mm-hmm. media, same concepts getting people to help you create content, getting ideas from things you're really passionate about, your day-to-day things, like you Mm -hmm. going over to Harry, like the Harry Potter studio is a whole topic on itself, like a whole episode, you know? So, and and the thing is my partner said to me the other day, aren't you afraid of running out of content ideas because we've got a travel um, page together? I said, Uh no, we trust me, we'll never run out of ideas because once you get mm. going, more ideas yeah. flow, right? They come and you, know, you just never do because yeah. things come up, things happen in life, people ask questions, you get guests on and you just, ne- he's like, are you sure we're not going to run out of ideas? I'm like, we are in community groups of people asking questions every single day. We're not going to yeah. run out of ideas. Trust me, things happen. Yeah. But no, I love that. I think it's really helpful. But I guess the last thing I want to ask you before we wrap up is what advice would you give to, because we have we do have a lot of business owners listening mm-hmm. who dr- juggle multiple channels and run a business um, and find it difficult, but you are juggling yeah. so much in your life. Uh, what advice, parting advice would you give to these people that are doing similar things? They're wanting to start mm-hmm. different content channels to express their passion, but also reach a different audience. Uh, but mm-hmm. they're also doing a business, which is similar to you having a different job. And also you love running and travel yeah. and everything. So how, I, how yeah, what advice would you give yeah, to those who, that are juggling all the things? Yeah, I, I would say one, you're going to feel overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, that's normal. So if you feel overwhelmed, it's okay. Don't feel like you're the only one because there are a lot of days where I'm like, this is like a part-time job on top of everything else that I do. Why? Like, I don't know if I want to do this. And you just have the, having those thoughts, just sit with them for a second. It's all good. Process through it. Yeah. Uh, I would say, even if it's not something you're super passionate about, say that you have to start a podcast for a business that you're like, you're really passionate about the business element of it, but this podcast, you're just like, you're not really feeling it, but you're like, okay, I should probably do it. Finding something within whatever you're doing that really sparks Mm -hmm. a flame inside of you, I would say, because that's, what's going to actually enable you to do this thing and just find a way to have fun with it. Like you don't have to follow a traditional route of interviewing people. If you don't want to on your podcast, you could do a 20 minute improv podcast that promotes a skincare product and people, because that's what you like to do and you're passionate about it and you're good at improv, people are going to react to it. And if they're reacting positively to it and they'll let you know, trust me, then you've done your job. You don't have to follow strict guidelines on how you're going to promote something or how you're going to run a business or anything like that, because hopefully it's your business and you're making the rules for yourself. And that's one of the best things about owning your own business. You can make the rules for yourself. So if you're going to do like in like a Norwegian folk dance podcast, promoting goat's milk soap, go for it. If that's what you want to do and you feel like this is what you're passionate about and you feel like I'm going to drive my message home and I'm going to have fun with it, I'll listen to the Goat Milk podcast. (laughs) 
I love that. I think that's amazing advice, finding something different and staying in your lane and doing it how you Mm -hmm. want to do it and not always following the rules of how a traditional podcast is. There's no, there's no rule. People do it how it works for them. So that is mic drop, literally mic drop advice. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for joining us. It's been such a good chat. I've absolutely loved hearing it. And I could hear your passion about podcasting, Harry Potter, like it's so good and it's it's really refreshing. So thank you. How can people find you and connect with you? I want to go and listen to your podcast and learn more um, Harry yeah. Potter fun facts because I've absolutely loved them. I am a fan of Harry Potter, but I I um, probably wouldn't put myself in your category because that is just amazing. Yeah. Absolutely love it. There's an upper <laughs> echelon of hell for people who are <laughs> love it. Who so. are as much of a Harry Potter fan as I. But yeah, how can people find you, connect with you, learn more about your podcasts and everything else? Yeah. So if you're looking to find me, I'm at Jellyanna, J-E-L-L-Y-A-N-N-A underscore runs on Instagram. That's kind of like my main thing. There is quite a bit of Harry Potter content there. So if you're looking for Harry Potter related, just like Instagram content, I'm a gal over there. But if you would like to find my podcasts, so they're Puffcast and Into the Fold on any platform where pods are cast. And if you search Puffcast pod or into the fold pod on any social media, that is where you're also going to find us there. So um, Harry Potter for Puffcast, a lovely book club that you can join at any point in time. If you like YA fantasy at into the fold. Amazing. We'll put your links in the show notes, but thank you so much for joining. It's been such a good chat. I've loved it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I I hope that I gave some kind of interesting information. You know, I I babbled on for quite a while. So no, absolutely loved it. Thank you so much. Now, as I said, this episode was so valuable because it really just shines a light on how community-driven content is and how you can create so much more than just your business, right? You create connection, you create hobbies, you create passions. And you know, even if you have a business, you could start a passion project on a podcast or a blog or something that you're really interested in, or of course, with your business, turn it into a content channel and one element that you're really, really passionate about. So absolutely loved this episode with Juliana. I think there was just so much to come out of it. And especially I, when I first started, because I had a podcast in 2018 that I started as a passion project, which turned into a business eventually, right? So you just don't know where this could lead you. But I had so many people reach out to me and just be like, how did you start your podcast? So I know there's so many people out there that even if you maybe don't have a business in mind or you don't know what that business looks like, you can start a content channel, which we have done episodes on before. Uh, We had Katie, a client of mine who's done the same thing. And it's just, but with that, she's created community as well. And there's just so much that can come out of starting a podcast, a social media channel, a YouTube channel, a blog, you know, you just, the possibilities are endless. So be a content queen or king and remember that developing your strategy and story develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You can do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at content queen Mariah, or just simply tell them about it. If you rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it'll help me get this podcast out there and share my message. Follow me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn. If there's any topics you want me to talk about in the future, absolutely love to do that for you next week to round off august have an episode all about the three c's or what i see as the three c's of marketing and then we head into new topics in september which i'm absolutely so excited to deliver so i'll talk to you soon bye